You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. The views and opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily represent those of the network, its advertisers, owners, or sponsors. It has been two weeks since you have heard the lovely voices of the ring crew. So much has happened in WWE. It's ridiculous. Superstars were shooken, shooketh, as they say in the streets. So many people. Did SmackDown get the ass end of the stick like it did last year? We're going to discuss that. The greatest Royal Rumble is happening this weekend on a Friday at noon Eastern Standard Time, 9 a.m. in fucking California. What the shit is going on? Well, we're going to let you know as we... Kiss the ring. I am the best in the world. What? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, you are listening to the most inappropriate pro wrestling podcast in history. You're listening to Breaking Down the Ring. We are your ring crew. Armbar Joe. Z. And me, the almighty one, Mikey. Uh, We're missing a couple people today. Uh, Orlando Christopher, he made his return to in-ring action and super kicked in Toronto over this past weekend. Uh... Basically, he got deported uh, back to Toronto because the USA didn't want him. I don't know. Uh, Smitty is helping uh, Kanye West figure out what his life goals actually are because of his Twitter fun today, I guess. I don't know. Hilarious. Anyway, we have so much to fucking talk about. Literally, we missed last week um, due to unforeseen circumstances, a.k.a. everybody was dying. Uh, of dysentery. We all started playing Oregon Trail and everyone died of dysentery. But luckily, uh, Z, Joe uh, were resurrected and that's why they're here today. The other ones died of dysentery. That's really what happened. That's why they're gone now. Um, so yeah, there's so much to talk about. Uh, the Superstar Shakeup was two, week, two weeks ago on Raw and SmackDown. Um, so much set up for the greatest royal rumble uh in uh Jeddah Saudi Arabia everyone's out there right now uh and that was that's actually something that flip-flopped a lot too because there was a casket match that was one thing and then a different thing and then back to the original thing so many things all the things but first 
Let's talk about what really is the meat of what happened last week that we missed, which is the superstar shakeup. Members of SmackDown going to Raw. Members of Raw going to SmackDown. Obviously, the WWE plays it like it is a trading game, and that's what's going on. So uh, let's just give you the full breakdown of who went to Raw, and then we'll tell you exactly who went to SmackDown. And then we're going to talk about whether we liked it or not, and if we thought a show got the shaft or if shows are more even now, so on and so forth. So first off, Jinder Mahal and Sunil Singh went to Raw. Uh, the Riot Squad, Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan, and Sarah Logan are on Raw. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn went to Raw off a technicality of Stephanie McMahon bringing them in. I don't know why this was a part of the Superstar shakeup. This is the only thing that didn't make any sense to me because they were technically fired from SmackDown, so no trade would have needed to be involved for them to go there. Go ahead. Um, they're still shaking things up by bringing them to Raw. Either way you look at it, yeah. But it's like it's like the whole point of the superstar shakeup as well. We're pulling these people in from SmackDown and putting these people from Raw onto SmackDown. You know that's so. This is just like a signing, not a part of the superstar shakeup in my eyes. Yeah, and honestly, I think it could have been pretty entertaining to watch them beg for their job for like a month. Yeah, you know, maybe do something. Or maybe even longer. Maybe even make it to where the greatest Royal Rumble had a part in it. You know. Something yeah. like that. Um, <clears throat> Zack Ryder went to Raw. Brizango, Fandango, and Tyler Breeze went to Raw. Natalia is on Raw. Mojo Raleigh, Dolph Ziggler, Drew McIntyre, who showed up with Dolph Ziggler, which was great. Uh, Baron Corbin, Mike Kanellis, uh, The Ascension, Connor and Victor, Bobby Roode, and Chad Gable were all uh, moved from SmackDown to Raw. Then... To the SmackDown side, Miz was announced directly on Monday night saying that Daniel Bryan had some input and that the commissioner that resigned that really didn't resign, I guess, we don't fucking know, uh, and Paige brought Miz over to SmackDown. So then Jeff Hardy, Absolution, Mandy Rose, and Sonya Deville, Samoa Joe, Sanity, Eric Young, Alexander Wolf, and Killian Dane, Big Cass, Asuka, Luke Gallows, and Carl Anderson, Cesaro and Sheamus, R-Truth, Andrade Cien Almas and Zelina Vega are all the ones that went to SmackDown. Uh, so Jinder brought the U.S. title to Raw, lost it right off the bat to Jeff Hardy, who then went to SmackDown. And now Jeff Hardy is defending the U.S. title at the Greatest Royal Rumble. And the IC title is being defended by Seth Rollins in a Fatal 4-Way ladder match. Two of the combatants are on SmackDown now and two on Raw. So, <clears throat> there's a lot to talk about with that. Joe, last year, we said SmackDown got plundered, and it was going to be a shit show, and it was going to take a long time for these guys to get back into any sort of game, and it did take a long time. What are you thinking right now? Did SmackDown take it in the ass, or are these shows a little bit more even now, or is one show still high, way higher above the rest? Oh, uh, they're definitely closer to being even now. SmackDown had an excellent shakeup. I mean, Raw's still stacked no matter what, basically. But SmackDown's roster just got a lot beefier. Mm -hmm. I mean, Samoa Joe and Jeff Hardy, that's like two huge stars going over there. Hopefully, and I don't know, I'll believe when I see it, hopefully the club can do something over there. They're back with AJ. Right. So maybe some more too sweet action over there. Uh, Z, what do you think, uh, who do you think it was the best get for SmackDown or and for Raw? I think SmackDown's best was uh, Samoa Joe. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't even see that one coming, too. So, right. Um, 
far as raw, I'm kind of, I mean, this is more so just my opinion. Um, I'm kind of sad to see Bobby Roode go to raw, but I mean, whatever. I think he'll do well over there if they push him. Right. Mm -hmm. I think he had a better platform to do something in SmackDown, but I mean, we'll see what happens. Uh, I, I like the Bobby Roode raw thing just because I think obviously raw is the bigger show. And I think Bobby Roode can do a little bit more there. Um, I will say that I thought the biggest blunder of this superstar shakeup was Big Cass last week. <laughs> yeah. Then this week happened where he cut a really good fucking promo on SmackDown on Miz TV. Something that we haven't seen. It wasn't robotic. It was straight. It was fluid. It was like while he was injured, he worked on his microphone skills. That's what I thought. You spent every day in the booth just fucking cutting promo after yeah. promo after promo. But it makes me wonder if um what they did because last week he sounded awful like i didn't even, i was like i wasn't excited to see him his little is uh the shit he said on the mic with bored me i was like i wasn't um a fan at all and then this week happened and if this is the way they're going with his gimmick i really like it all right joe yeah I, last week i think it was just a case of uh he was probably told exactly what to say word for word. I think this week they gave him a little bit more time on the microphone and let him freestyle a little bit is what I'm guessing. And you could see the difference. I'm almost wondering if it's opposite. If last week they let him talk on his own and then this week they were like, listen, study this for the entire week. No, because last week he only said like three or four words. And I mean, he spoke for a while this week. That'd be a lot to remember, you know? True. I, uh yeah, last week it wasn't so much as promo last week. It was just it, it was it was him there mocking Daniel Bryan's size and then saying you're the guy everyone's excited about. Oh. And it was just like, "Oh, cool, it's another big guy for Daniel Bryan to fight." You know, it's it didn't really make much of a sense. I didn't give really big too bigs of a shit of about it. But this week everything that he said, it resonated. It stuck. It was emotional. It was passionate. It was you could see where he was coming from. And it didn't sound robotic. Last week didn't sound robotic either. I did go back and listen to it, and it did sound more fluid last week. But the problem was, it just seemed like no one gave a fuck. You know? There wasn't any sort of... It didn't resonate. Yeah. There wasn't any sort of anything with it. Because we were all... I think all of us were just like, oh, hooray. This so, is I mean, obviously this is leading towards a match between these two. I it's mean, already been scheduled for backlash. Is Daniel Bryan putting this guy over, or what? Or is... What do you think? I don't think Daniel Bryan puts anyone over yet. I think. Uh, I mean, I I would hope not. <laughs> I I think it's gonna be some sort of weaseling that Brian might win because of DQ or something like that, eventually leading to something. Uh, this way, it still makes Cass look strong because you can't make him look weak. You know, I think it's gonna be weird, but I don't think Brian's going to lose. I think he will win by. I don't know. Even if Daniel Bryan finishes him off. Like, hits him with the running knee. Like, you just got hit with somebody's knee. You don't necessarily look weak by taking that pinfall. I mean, but when you do the size comparison, yeah, it, it does hurt your, you know, character. Right. Uh, Drew McIntyre, I think, was the major get for Raw, and that was, again, because of this week. Had we been discussing all this last week, I would I, I would have definitely said that uh, the main thing, the major thing to Raw would have been Bobby Roode. You know, have you mentioned Lashley yet? Lashley uh, was just a signing, uh, right. yeah, but yeah, for sure. I've totally forgot Lashley coming in on uh, there as well. 
Uh, and again, which I that's makes another thing. Like on this whole superstar shakeup list that they have here, Owens and Zayn are mentioned, but you know, Sammy's. I mean, uh, but Lashley isn't, so it's weird. Um. Also, yeah. So yeah, back to uh, Drew McIntyre, dude. He cut a great promo on Raw. It yes, it was like it it was everything that you wanted to hear <laughs> out of you know, a big time promo with them. And I'm wondering if like someone posted this meme and it straight up said, if everything fails with Roman Reigns, McIntyre is your next guy. Could you, could you see McIntyre uh, going and facing for the universal title at mania Z uh, for the universal title? Mm-hmm. No. Obviously he's on raw. Um, I don't know. I think it's too early to sell. I, I mean, I don't think they're going to get, I don't think they're going to, you know, pull that trigger just yet. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to give him a nice little lengthy run with Dolph, maybe have him win the tag titles, kind of build him up like the old school way, you know, mm-hmm. tag titles, mid card belt, and then give him a, pu- a push to be the universal champion. All right. Joe. Yeah, I, I can see that down the line from I don't know about this upcoming mania, but I do see I think they have that I think they have those plans for him. I think they did originally and then you know, whatever happened before where he kinda got bumped down the card. I don't know if he got a big head or whatever, but um yeah, I definitely see him being part of the the main title picture, whether it's on Raw and SmackDown or SmackDown at some point. I mean he's he's a star. Look at the guy. He's right. six six. I mean Great wrestler, learned a lot while he was gone. He's got the look. He's got the psychology. Now he's ev- got what they want. Everyone's making the comparison, uh, and just because it always comes with H- uh, with uh, Dolph Ziggler of HBK and Diesel with these two, I-, I personally don't see it, and I don't see it because Diesel was always just the. Yeah, McIntyre is a much better uh, better worker than Kevin Nash ever was. <laughs> yeah, by far. Like if I if I was to make any HBK comparison uh, with this, it would be Triple H and HBK. I would because the guy can go and talk. You know, yeah, you can go with the Psycho Sid and HBK. Um, yeah, I guess I'm, I'm just more. I guess I'm just more of thinking of along the lines of. Uh, it's not really a big giant behind you. This is going to be much more than that. It's not like because Diesel was there to protect Sean. Drew sounds it, it makes it sound like that. Would you would you compare it like Jericho Big Show? No, no, not even. Again, I think this is just its own thing, kind of. Which that's good then, you know, because it's it's something that while it does seem similar back to back in the day stuff. This it's isn't not. like a a bodyguard type situation. These guys seem like equals or for now anyway partners in crime at whatever their goal is Mm -hmm. so i think this is kind of its own little thing which is exactly what ziggler needs you know i mean mcintyre's kind of already got that going on but ziggler needs something that's his own so hopefully this this is it hopefully this revitalizes him a little bit and you know what? It has, because I'll tell you this right now. I didn't give a shit about Dolph Ziggler for a long time, and I even made a tweet. I was like, and all of a sudden, the fucking world cares about Dolph Ziggler again. Right. You know, and it took McIntyre, and that's fine. That's fine, because he by himself, Ziggler was doing nothing to get anything over. 
so that being said, uh, let's talk a little bit about Shinsuke Nakamura on SmackDown. Gone heel, brand new theme music. You know, uh, Byron Saxon playing it up saying he, he got the new theme music because he was sick of the crowd singing with him. You know, a great little adage to where it's like, fuck the crowd, so on and so forth. And, um, you know, it's funny. I was wondering, too, like before he came out, I was like, he can't keep using that same entrance because that's that's a babyface entrance. Mm-hmm. He's got to change it up. And as soon as I was like thinking that to myself, his new music, and I was like, all right, so there that. And it was sweet. There's that, you know. And I liked it. Right. It was good. You know, uh, the club moving over is obviously like you were stated earlier, uh, AJ and the club, uh, AJ Gals and Anderson, the club, which I just I was laughing the whole match. And the problem with that match is they're wearing the Balor Club tights that they got made for Raw weeks ago, and then they got traded to go. And so it's just like, all right, <laughs> uh, shit. There's the OGBC shirt. All right. <laughs> Shit, <laughs> you know, it's like there was all this set to push, and then someone was like, "Yeah, let's move him over to SmackDown." Did before we go back to uh, Shinsuke, is it better for Gallows and Anderson with AJ, or would they have been better with Finn and take the emotion out of it? Because emotionally, to me, I'm like, "Oh, they should be with Finn. That's the original. That could go well." But with AJ, AJ being so over. Oh, and you know, while everyone says Finn Balor is over, but AJ's over. I think it's better for Gallows and Anderson to stick with that if the WWE pushes it like that, like that type of faction. We think Z. Um, <laughs> I don't know Z's face. I, I think they were no. I think they were better with Finn. I, I think they will be better with Finn because, uh, I mean, AJ's like the face of the company, so having like. A little faction where like they have his back and everything like once in a while like they've done um what would be all right but i don't see it being an everyday thing so i think with finn if they would have pushed that correctly i mean it could have benefited all three superstars instead of just the two uh-huh. joe i can see what z's saying there i mean aj clearly doesn't need those two honestly they might be like a subtraction by addition to his game at this point but for them it i think it would be better and for like just the aspect of the club i think it works for either two because i think they have good history i mean carl anderson is like super good buddies with with finn but when aj came to the company i mean they're also like super close running buddies too Mm -hmm. them three so i think that dynamic works with either one um i think for the club, they're better off to be with AJ. For AJ, he's better off kind of by himself, I think. All right. Uh, so, yeah, back to Shinsuke with his with his heel turn. Um, did this reignite the fire for Shinsuke, Joe? Do you, I mean, do you th- or at least in you giving a fuck? Because I know your, your line is, WWE is a great way of making me not give a fuck about the people I care about. What do you think they're doing with this? With everything that's been sw- switched since Mania. The heel turn, the constant nut shots, the brand new music, the way he's wrestling, the way he's acting. Uh, no speak English. <laughs> you know, it's uh, <laughs> exactly what he said. It opens, it hasn't yet. It opens a door to reignite him or to simply ignite him on the main roster. Um, everybody's complaint is that he's kind of watered down. No one got to see like the true strong style, how violent he can be or has been in the past. So maybe. 
a heel Shinsuke will give him an excuse to bring that full strong style to the table. So it could be a, um, it could be a, a re or just like I said, an ignition. Okay. So it could be the, the jury's still out on that. I think, uh, Z went to uh, point something out and he says the scorecards are wrong, but they're not. And we'll get into that as soon as we start talking about the scorecards and I'll explain why, um, in a minute. Um, so Shinsuke gone heel and the ladies just, the ladies just moved around. Like it is, ah, we're going to make the riot squad on raw. This is, and Mandy Rose and, uh, Sonya Deville are going to be on SmackDown, which I thought killed a great possible program. Page between two, I mean, as the GM. Yeah. Which... So, I mean, you got absolution, but it's like, I thought that really killed Sonya Deville versus Ronda Rousey, which was yes. seemingly such a good setup yes. right there. I was like, son of a bitch, man. Like, that would have been so good. I mean, unless they're trying to set up for... They could maybe do that at Backlash. They've still got some raw... I mean, they got Roman Reigns going against Joe, you know? I mean, it could happen. And with these co-branded pay-per-views, are they any longer, or are they just going to cram more shit into three hours? I don't know. Okay. That's something that WWE is going to make as they're going along. Uh, for their own I hope ride. they cram more shit into it and not shit like more actual wrestling and less fluff, you know? Yeah, but if I want more wrestling, then I guess I would want the pay-per-view to be longer and just with none of It doesn't have to be longer. It can just be filled with less fluff, <laughs> less bullshit, you know, less time I, in between matches. I agree. You don't have to show me the same promo 86 exactly. times before every match. That's what I'm like saying. You can do one match into another. What? No. That's how they used to do it in the 80s. Like Guys were walking down the aisle while guys were walking back to the fucking locker room. Well, you know, uh, John Cena was running back to the locker room while people were finishing up their match at Mania. Yeah, you know. just sprinting down. <laughs> I think that was my favorite John Cena-Nikki Bella breakup gif. <laughs> it's just like, like all this, when you, when you realize all the commitments that come with marriage, and then it was <laughs> I I I really like the one that was like uh, dating, engagement, married. Oh, like our divorce. one dating, two engagement, three marriage. Yeah. Like, like always, Cena kicks out at two. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Uh, so speaking of the scorecards, uh, we're about to go into that right now because these are fucking long. This is a huge fucking scorecard. All right. Um, there are Jesus Christ match on here. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten matches, uh, plus unscheduled appearances and announced tables. Uh, WWE is going all out for the greatest Royal Rumble. And if you notice, the only matches that aren't on here are women's matches. And I want to ask you guys about this because someone said that this is a huge step back for the women's evolution for WWE, uh, because of this. And there's no women's matches on it, but... Is it a step back? I don't think so because if – look, you're going there for money. You're going there to sell tickets, right? You still have to respect their culture. You can't just say, oh, well, this is how we do it in America, similar to when Sasha Banks and Alexa Bliss wrestled for the Raw Women's title. Uh, In Dubai, right? Yeah, uh, and they got special gear made to show no skin. Like they came down to the wrist, down to their ankle. You know, that was – they respected the culture. This is another one of those things where you're just going to respect the culture. I Do you think it's a step back for the evolution or do you think this is just some people just trying to incite fucking 
bullshit. I I think with social media nowadays, it's just the bullshit factor. Like, um, I don't think it's a step back for the women. I mean, I I do kind of understand why, because some people look at the card and go, oh, well, John Cena and Triple H are basically taking the place of a women's match. Mm-hmm. Well. We're going to Saudi Arabia, and I mean, I I don't know the market over there, but I'm going to guess that Triple H and John Cena are huge fucking names over there. Whereas you got, you know, you got more of a, I guess, tickle butt fan base, like buy into the product. Whereas here you have, you know, more smart or Mm -hmm. smart marks that you know don't like it. So, like you said, in order to sell money, you put your biggest names on the card. It's just it is what it is. Yeah, it's totally a take grab. The women can be on the pre-show, so this thing can be ten hours long. Be great, but no, they don't. No, what I'm saying is they don't even get a match. They can't wrestle. Okay, it's that's what I'm saying. That's what's part. That's what people are complaining about, Joe. I guess I was kind of confused at it first because I mean, like you know, like you already mentioned, Alexa Bliss for Sasha Banks in in Dubai, but I guess rules are different there. I'm taking it. It's, I believe so. Yeah, because that's the. Where is it? The um, how do you so, pronounce that? The Emirat, the United Emir- Emirates, the Emirates. So there's there's different rules there than in Saudi Arabia. I'm taking I, uh, but I mean, so obviously there's different rules that clears that up. But um, I don't think it's a step back for like the so-called quote-unquote women's revolution evolution. But I do think that it's it makes. Uh, WWE look a little bit hypocritical because they're, you know, they're so committed to showcasing that they're behind and backing of the women's revolution. But clearly, the almighty dollar always that because this is a big money grab for them, and they're willing to grab that money. Um, you know, at the behest of the women's, you know, stand behind. Mm-hmm. So. so what it is is according like to the Sun. Uh, there's Saudi in Saudi Arabia. Women are still restricted to certain laws on what they cannot can can and cannot do. Uh, Triple H spoke to the Independent, and this is what he said. He goes, "I understand that people are questioning it, but you have to understand that every culture is different, and just because you don't agree with a certain aspect of it doesn't mean it's not a relevant culture. You can't dictate to a country or religion about how they handle things. But having said that, WWE is at the forefront of a women's evolution in the world, and what you can't do is affect change anywhere by staying away from it." While right now women are not competing at the event, we have had discussion about that and we believe and hope that in the next few years they will be. That is a a significant cultural shift in Saudi Arabia. That's what I'm saying. Can't argue it. So let's move on to this uh, card. Uh, Z originally said that stuff was wrong because of the point total and everything. However, this is a first attempt at season three for uh, pro wrestling scorecards. Again, you can follow them at PW scorecards, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram Uh, in the scorecards. Now they are going for dead on numbers. So like normally where there's a plus or minus one, like let's say the first match, the cruiserweight championship match, Cedric Alexander versus Kalisto has two extras pin submission, counter or DQ number of area moves, plus or minus one. Uh, with this, it is now plus or minus one. You, your guess must be within the final count. Example, guess of five points for a count, of, count for a four, five, or six. If you get 
the amount of uh, area moves dead on, that's an extra two points to your score. So it says the point total is a possible of 13, and it is because if you get the area moves right, that is a five-point call instead of a three-point. So, again, 10 matches to talk about. Cruiserweight Championship Singles Match, Cena versus Triple H, Casket Match, Undertaker versus Rusev, SmackDown Tag Team Championship Match, Bludgeon Brothers versus The Usos, Raw Tag Team Championship Match, Barr versus Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy, uh, as they're calling themselves the, the leader of worlds. Okay. Uh, United States Championship, Jeff Hardy and General Hall with the Singh Brothers, Intercontinental Title, Ladder Match, Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, Miz, Samoa Joe, WWE Title Match, AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura, Universal Championship, the Steel Cage Match, Brock Lesnar with Paul Heyman versus Roman Reigns, and of course, the Greatest Royal Rumble. We'll start with the first match. Cruiserweight. Cedric Alexander versus Kalisto. Pin submission counter or DQ. Number of aerial moves plus or minus one. The aerial moves, as always, uh, moves off of the turnbuckle or off over through the ropes. Does not need to connect. We don't have any scorecards for the two missing people. I stated that I wanted scorecards from people that weren't going to be here. Um, and I didn't say this in the chat, but I was thinking of just going, all right, you don't get a scorecard then, but I didn't want to make that decision by myself. So there's three out of the five of us here. We could do a majority vote, but if one says differently, you're trying to not get waxed. No, I'll totally still take the fucking wax. I'm all right with that. But so we, I, we have to keep, it's becoming a pain in my ass (laughs) just to bug people for shit. All right. So, hey, I'm so usually pretty I'm, on top of shit. I'm, you. I'm actually on board with this because I feel like um, there hasn't been a punishment for this. So, But, yeah. I mean, if they don't get to do a card, they're obviously going to be the lowest. One of them two is going to be the lowest scoring of the month. Me, Smitty, because Chris is the champion. Chris is already winning right now. Yeah, that means Smitty would have to get a fucking wax. I'm in. I vote yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so how about this? Um, I will give them. I I will say this. So the pay per view is what Friday at noon. Mm-hmm. They have till noon tomorrow. If they don't submit one, then they're shit out of luck. We got the scorecard at three today. Let's go three, three. o'clock on Thursday. And I I say I say we should all have the opportunity to wait until the. The uh, greatest Royal Rumble entrants are finalized to make you know the last pick in the unscheduled appearance pick. That's fine, but if they don't submit their other picks, they only get to pick their guest appearances. <laughs> Not they don't even get so to that do, way they don't even get to do the Royal Rumble pick. We have always, if something happens in between when we make our picks versus when the picks are finalized, we've always said if something like that. That so that's fine. I'm, I don't care about that. But we should be at least pushing forward to where when we're giving people our picks on our shows and everything like that, you know, people want to hear. People want to know, you know, and people love uh, listening to us and our predictions and everything like that. So it's kind of I feel like we're kind of short. We're shafting the audience a bit. We're only coming with three of us, you know. So we'll go forward with that. Cruiserweight title match. Cedric Alexander versus Kalisto. Joe, who you got? What do you got for the extras? Hmm. Uh, well, I got Cedric. I got Pin. Uh, 
I don't know on the aerials. Uh, Ugh. Seven, I guess. All right. I say you should have to go first in these since you're the lowest point holder. I I agree. That's why I sat over here today, so I wouldn't have to go first when make and when doing the picks. Hold on. It's never been <laughs> mentioned about the point lowest point holder for who's making the picks. Well, new no, new rules are being added as of today. But uh, I uh, majority rules. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a majority if I say no. Uh, two out of three is a majority. Not out of five. Well, the, there's only three here, so mm-hmm. they don't count. There you go, man. They don't count. Uh oh, they count. <laughs> First, they don't count when you didn't want them to have a scorecard. Now they count. When no, no. I said I straight up said if one of us said no to that, that it would not be a rule because that was three out of five. Ah, uh, okay. Aha, fucker. Think I'm just trying to rule shit? No, I'm not. Uh, so you said 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 pin seven. All right. Z. Uh, I got. Uh, Cedric by pinfall, 12 aerial moves. Cedric pinfall, 12 aerial moves. All right. Uh, give me two seconds. Because mine, that marker wasn't really working. All right. So I also have Cedric. Uh, I'm going by pin. Obviously, the lumbar check. And uh, I'm going to go with nine area moves. Up next, John Cena versus Triple H in a singles match. Pin submission counter or DQ number of finishers executed. The finishers are attitude adjustment, the STF, or the pedigree. Joe. I got Cena, pin, four finishers. All right. See. Um, I haven't actually picked this match yet because I don't know who's going to go over. <laughs> <laughs> I would hope not. I mean. <laughs> if you did, I think that'd be cheating. <laughs> well, I mean, of every match on here, like this is the hardest. How about one. this? All right, Joe. Sorry, you went first that time. We're gonna make, we're gonna flip flop. It's gonna go person to person. So you started first this time. He's gonna start first next time. I'll go right now though. Z, so you give your last pick, and then you're going first to the next match. Okay. Uh, Cena uh, by pinfall, and I got three finishers. Z. Uh, Cena, pinfall, four finishers. Four finishers. Ah, ah. Uh, all right, next match is the casket match. Undertaker versus Rusev. Three extras here. First superstar to enter the casket. Number of times the casket is entered, plus or minus one. Match time, bell to bell in minutes, plus or minus one. Um, you know, I would like to ask Daniel if he's listening. Um, or any of the other PW scorecards people, Jess, maybe. Sup, Jess? You got another mention. Um... For match time, bell to bell in minutes, does it count seconds for you to get those extra two points? So let's say someone guesses 10 minutes and 17 seconds. Sometimes PW scorecards will, you know, round up or down like 10 minutes or something like that. So if you say 10 minutes, but the match is 10 minutes and 17 seconds, do you still get those two points for that? Hopefully they're listening and we'll get a, we'll get a call on that. 
So you should, gonna... you should actually get like five points for getting the actual fucking <laughs> time didn't and sound say, of the fucking. Didn't they second. say something about doing that when when Daniel called in? Didn't he say that? It? That should actually be their tiebreaker. Well, I already stated that like, whoever's closer to actual match time gets like wins the tiebreaker. <laughs> but is that is that going into effect on this card? Yeah, that's why there's oh, thir- okay. thirteen points on the first. That's, one. that's why the we math... were talking about it, man. <laughs> that might have been when I was getting pens. No, 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 this was like five minutes. Ago. This is right when we're starting right before the before we started. Record. Well, then I was sitting here diligently making my picks, <laughs> you know, in time to go before Mikey. Right. And Z, <laughs> uh, you're leading this one off, sir. Um, okay. So I got the uh, first, or I got Undertaker winning the casket match. The first uh, superstar to enter the casket will be uh, Aiden English. <laughs> Can you do that? Yeah. Um. No, number of times in casket three, and the match time bell to bell twenty minutes. All right. And actually, I had Taker, but I switched it to Aiden English because I think that would be cool. <laughs> um. I also have Taker going over. No way. Right. <laughs> what? No. Um. Rusev is the first person in the casket. Uh, number of times the casket is entered. I'm going to go with four. Um, and match time bell to bell in minutes. I'm going to give it 15. Joe. I got Taker winning. Big surprise. What? No. Uh, Taker, first in casket. Two times the casket will be entered. Five minutes, bell to bell. All right. Uh, SmackDown Tag Team Championship match, the Bludgeon Brothers versus the Usos. Three extras, pin submission counter at DQ. Who makes the fall and who takes the fall? I will be going first with this one. Uh, Bludgeon Brothers, I feel, are going to take it by pin. Uh, Who's going to make the fall? Oh, man, Rowan. Who's taking the fall? Jimmy. Joe. I have the same exact as you, except for flip the uh, who makes and takes. I got Harper and Jay. So Bludgeon Brothers by pin, Harper and Jay? Yep. Z. I have uh, Team 2B. Or not 2B. By uh, pinfall, Harper. Is making the fall. Jimmy is taking the fall. Uh, Daniel's answer is nope. Results are always rounded to the nearest minute. That is why we write the extra as match time in minutes. So people guess in whole minutes. Still see people guessing seconds though. Because <laughs> you guys don't read your fucking scorecards. Idiots. You stupid idiots. Uh, I got in trouble for that, by the way. What? That uh, when we were doing. Well, those- and I said you just made the list. Uh-huh. <laughs> Oh, I sure fuck yeah. The doghouse list is the list I got. <laughs> I get over it. I can't believe you'd call me stupid. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, totally. That's what I did. Uh, not just going with the wrestling thing. Joe, you're going first. Raw Tag Team Championship match. Barvers, Bray Wyatt, and Matt Hardy. Pin submission counter or DQ. Who makes the fall? Who takes the fall? Uh, I got, uh, what'd you call their team name? The Deleter of Worlds. Yeah, that team. 
<laughs> the D.O. Uh, dub. Winning by... Uh, <laughs> the Pin- Dow Jones. <laughs> Dow Hardy. <laughs> Is that like the eraser? Their stock's still The eraser down. of uh, extraterrestrial entities or something? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that team uh, by pinfall. Because I don't think either of them know any submissions. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm say Bray Wyatt will pin Sheamus. Okay. Uh, Z. Uh, I have uh, Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy by pinfall. Bray making the fall and Cesaro because he's going to take the sister Abigail better. Uh, I have the exact same picks as Z. Uh, the leader of worlds by pinfall. Bray making the fall. Cesaro taking the fall. Uh, up next, Z, you're going first on this one. United States Championship match. Jeff Hardy and Jinder Mahal. Uh, versus Ginger Mahal with the Singh brother or whatever. Two extras, pin submission, counter, DQ, Singh brother, interference or distraction, yes or no. This seems like a fucking toss-up. Uh, I have brother Nero by pinfall with uh, the Singh brothers interfering. Hmm. I say this seems like a toss-up because I don't know. What really is making me wonder about this is the Fatal 4-Way ladder match. Is Miz going to be on a show with the Intercontinental title? For the ninth time. So he might not have it, but to give him his rub as the longest reigning IC title community holder and the ninth time. Dude, the Miz's career isn't even close to being over. Like, there's time for that. Don't worry. Yeah, but I don't know if they want to do it now because they may just seem They like are it. just blowing their wad. Let's give Jeff Hardy a fucking U.S. title and make him a Grand Slam champion. Grand cha- Oprah is on WWE giving out Grand Slam champions. Yeah, right I would be honest. I think, I think Jeff Hardy was just in the right place at the right time. There was no pure set for that. I think they wanted to move the belt. So you know what? Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Nero, Mr. Hardy. Uh, I'm throwing shit around. Pin, fall, and of course the Singh brother will be interfering. Joe, ditto all that. Hardy pinfall. Yes, the Singh brother. Yep, there we go. Uh, Intercontinental Championship ladder match. I will lead this one off. Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor versus The Miz versus Samoa Joe. First superstar to climb a ladder. Both feet have to touch the rung, not just the bottom rung, because someone could hop off the rope and land on a rung, and then the ladder falls. Uh, first superstar to touch the belt. First superstar hit by a ladder. Um, I think, man, I don't know what I think. This is a tough one. Cause I honestly feel that it's going to be between two people. I'm going to go with Seth. Uh, first superstar to climb the ladder. It's going to be Miz. Uh, first superstar to touch the belt, I feel will be Finn. And the first superstar hit by the ladder will be Miz. Joe. Um, I have all the same as you, except for I think Samoa Joe is going to be the first hit by the ladder. Just say just him off. Are the exact same as Joe's. <laughs> I got Rollins going over. Uh, Miz will be the first to cl- uh, climb the ladder. Balor first to touch the belt, and Joe is going to get hit by the ladder first. And that's exactly mine as well. Seth to win. Miz for the touch, the climb. Finn for the touch the belt, and 
Joe for the yeah, hit by letter. Don't mind, just replay ten seconds, and you'll hear what I have. To yeah. Do. Um, WWE Championship match. Joe, you're leading this one off. AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Pin submission counter or DQ. Number of finishers executed plus or minus one. The finishers are the phenomenal forearm styles clash, calf crusher, or the Kinshasa. Uh, and low blow before, during, or after the match, yes or no, Joe. Okay, I'm gonna pick AJ Styles with the uh with an all Mikey one DQ finish. <laughs> hey, baby, that's me. Uh, four finishers and yes on the low blow. <laughs> low blow. Z. Uh, I have AJ by pinfall. Three finishers executed, and yes, there will be a head right to the dick. A head? You've never uh, listened to the, Tony Schiavone's fucking podcast? Talks about the Yeti coming out and goes to jump over him, and his head goes right into the guy's dick, and he passes out in the ring. Nope. Oh, <laughs> You're missing out. Uh, I was, so you said yes for AJ? You said AJ? Yeah. Uh, I'm saying Nakamura. Shinsuke Nakamura. Shinsuke, what name is that? Uh, by pinfall. Number of finishers is going to be three. And yes, there will be a low blow. Yeah, you said Nakamura is going to win the belt? Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> Enjoy your wax. <laughs> uh, universal title, steel cage match, Brock Lesnar with Paul Heyman versus Roman Reigns. Four extras, pin submission or escape, number of German suplexes, plus or minus one, number of Superman punches, plus or minus one. Will either superstar bleed, yes or no? This seems very reminiscent of the last match they had. Z, you're first. Roman Reigns will escape the cage after taking seven German suplexes while dishing out four Superman punches, and Brock's going to reopen that cut he gave him two weeks ago. Oh, man. I'm going to go with... I don't know who to go with here, man. This is a real tough match. I feel like it's time to give it to Roman. Because I didn't... Yeah, I'm going to go with Roman. And I agree with you. I think the only way to give it to Roman after everything that happened at Mania is for an escape. Because this way, it's just like he was able to get out before Lesnar. And like it's like they both are escaping on the opposite side and his feet hit the ground first. So yeah, you're right. Escape. Um... Number of German suplexes, uh, five. Number of Superman punches, three. And I don't think anyone's going to bleed. Because I don't know if that's allowed there. <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't necessarily mean, like, even if they don't do it purposely. I mean, accidents happen, man. Right, I agree. Uh, Joe. Uh, Roman Reigns, I'm saying pinfall, though. 11 Germans. Five Superman punches and yes to the blood. All right. I'm leading this one off, which is a lot. Yeah. Uh, greatest Royal Rumble. The winner will give you 10 points. The first two people in the match are five points each. Final four people, five points each. 
Current NXT superstar in the match. Superstar with shortest match time. Superstar with longest match time. Superstar with most eliminations. 50th superstar to enter the match. Match time, bell to bell, in minutes, plus or minus five. Give you some time with this one. Uh, Braun. I think Braun is your winner. In this match. Uh, first two superstars. I feel... Shit. I had the Joe, you still have the list pulled up on your phone? By chance. Yep. You got uh Daniel Bryan, Braun Strowman, Kurt Angle, Shane McMahon, Chris Jericho, awesome. Mark Henry, <laughs> Ray Mysterio, awesome. Elias, Kevin Owens, the great Kali, Dippy Duppy, Dippy Doppity Doo. Bobby Roode, Baron Corbin, Big E, Kofi Kingston, Xavier Woods, Paulo Cruz, Shelton Benjamin, Sin Cara, Chad Gable, Gold Dust, Titus O'Neil, Mojo Rawley, Dolph Ziggler. All right. Um, I feel like with all of the angles that are being built right now, it stands to reason that why are oh, okay? No, he's not. What? Sami Zayn's not on this list of people in the match. But we know he's in the match. Yeah, so I don't understand why he's not listed on the match because we know Kevin Owens is listed. Yeah, but. They, Kurt Angle straight up pulled them both on Raw. They yeah, were in the match. I, I know that. So, yeah. So that's it. Throws me off on that one. Um, I think the starting two. Um, Shane and Kevin Owens. Uh, the final four, Braun, uh, Daniel Bryan. Let's see who else. Jesus, this is difficult. Uh, I'm going to switch to Shane and Sami Zayn to be the two in. Start off. KO is going to be one of the final four. And, um, shit, man. What? Who else just makes sense to put there with them? I'm going to go back to that. Well, I think about it. Uh, current NXT superstar in the match. Is this a name? Yes. We have. Oh, just guess a name. That's yeah, okay. All right. Well, if that's the case, I'm gonna go Adam Cole. I wrote everybody. <laughs> well, that's not getting you any points. <laughs> if everyone from NXT is in the match, I win. <laughs> <laughs> the entire NXT roster. 
Um, superstar with the shortest match time. Um, Jesus Christ. Apollo Crews. Uh, superstar with the longest match time. Braun. Superstar with the most eliminations. Braun. Uh, the last superstar to enter the match. <laughs> what? Was that Roman's music? It's possible, man. <laughs> like <laughs> just after that, yeah, I don't know. Um, the last superstar to enter the match. Jesus, dude. I don't think there's no fucking way it's Daniel Bryan last. Fuck. Um, match time, bell to bell in minutes. Are they are they going a minute and a half? Two minutes? It's got to be a minute and a half. 60 seconds? It's 90 seconds. So we're doing 90 seconds. No. Isn't it like three minutes? Between entrance? I think so. Not three fucking minutes, dude. Is it 90 seconds? It's got to be. It's got two minutes. I think it was 90, I think it was 90 seconds at the Royal Rumble. Okay. so it's Two not. minutes would, man, that would That'd be so long. take forever. Dude, dude. 60 seconds is an hour match. It'd be 100 minutes. Six, it has to be 60 seconds. It has to be a minute per entrant because that would put it at 48 minutes right there. Oh, I don't know. That, oh, so that's what I'm saying. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> like this match, is, it's got 50 fucking people in it, dude. It doesn't. Well, see, yeah, I don't feel like I can answer this question because I thought the same thing. Like, are they going to have them come every minute? It's a contest 30 years in the making. The historic Greatest Royal Rumble will feature the first ever 50-man Greatest Royal Rumble match. The crown jewel of a signature event taking place at the King Abdullah Sports City Stadium in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. In an epic free-for-all that will redefine the very notion of ring reinforcement. A predetermined time interval has passed. Yeah, so it... It's... it's and they're not going to announce that until the fucking show. So it's not even like you can make a fucking guess and take it back. I it's dude, there's no fucking way this doesn't it's not 60 seconds each. All right, so I'm going to go 60 second interval, which means I'm going to go with a 65 minute time limit. So 1 hour and 5 minutes. 1 hour and 5 minutes, yeah. Uh but it says minutes, so, you know, yeah, 1 hour and 5 minutes. Um Yeah, so last of them, I'm going to say Braun, Daniel Bryan, Kevin Owens. I really fucking don't know. Corbin. No. (laughs) Cena? Come on, man. You're trying to sell tickets. Who the fuck would you put in there? It's going to be like (laughs) Cena, Orton, Triple H, and I don't know, 2008. <laughs> um, you know what, Lashley? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, I know this is fucking difficult. Uh, the final person to enter it, 
I think is fucking Christ, man. Yes, Daniel, I am struggling with these fucking rumble bangs. It's just messaged us. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. God damn it. It's so fucking he's like laughing his ass off. Fucking asshole. Um yeah, fiftieth superstar to enter the match, man. Kevin Owens. All right, Joe, your turn. <laughs> who who is your shortest and longest? <laughs> Uh, shortest Apollo, longest is Braun. Hmm. No, I want to switch that. Braun is not going to be the longest. Daniel Bryan. That's yeah. That's why. That's who I wrote. Yeah, because Daniel Bryan would have the win to go that long. Uh. Braun would be good, but if you're going to give him the eliminations, you're not giving him that wind. <clears throat> I think he comes in when there's a whole bunch and just eliminates people like crazy. You know, he's number like 42. <laughs> 40 fucking two. I said that out loud. God fucking damn it. All right, Joe. All right. I also got Braun winning. I got uh, Brian and Zane first two. Okay. I think my final four are the same as yours. I got Braun and KO and Brian and Lashley. Yep. Uh, NXT superstar Alistair Black. Superstar with shortest match time, I got Kali. Longest match time, I got Brian. Most eliminations, Braun Strowman. 50th superstar to enter the match, I got Kali. <laughs> <laughs> and I got 75 minutes. 75 minutes. One hour, 15 minutes, as Z would say. Z. All right. I uh, also have Braun, um, you know, winning. Braun! The 50-man Royal Rumble. Nerd. Um, I have Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens starting the match. I, Friendship. I Friendship. Daniel Bryan, Bobby Lashley. AJ Styles and big cast for my final four. Um, Alistair Black will be one of the many NXT superstars in this match. Kurt Hawkins will not last more than five seconds. Oh, um, oh that is a great fucking pick. Daniel Bryan will be the longest. Braun will throw the most people out. AJ will be the 50th to enter the match just for the pop alone. And uh hour and 15 minutes, guys. Fuck. 50th Superstar could be The Undertaker just so you see that entrance. You're going to see the entrance of the fucking in the casket oh, match. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> He's in it. <laughs> I forgot. <coughs> All right. So Do you want to make any switches there, Joe? Because Kurt Hawkins is a great fucking call for shortest. Yeah, I think I'd like to sh- pick that. <laughs> I kind of like his AJ pick for the 50th, too. (laughs) (laughs) It only makes sense that the 50th guy is somebody who already wrestled that night. Right. Who's more over than AJ right now. Yeah, I think I'm going to steal your AJ pick on that. That's fine. I stole your Lashley pick while you were still (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Um, 
Are you going to switch to Kurt Hawkins from the shortest two? I I'm going to switch. Yes, I did. Yeah. I'm going to switch my big cast to Braun Strowman because how can I have him winning without him being the final four? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even fucking realize that. Because <laughs> originally I had Daniel Bryan winning, and then having you guys both pick Braun, I was like, oh, it's really good pick. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm switching my match time to seventy one. <laughs> Um, and yeah, Kurt Hawkins, but I'm leaving KO as my 50th, uh, announced table destruction, English, Spanish, and other Joe, you're leading this one off. You lucky dog. <laughs> I got, I got the English staying and the other two getting destroyed. Okay. I have the Spanish as the only one getting destroyed. I have the English and Spanish being destroyed and the other one staying. Uh, unscheduled appearances. There's only five guys you can make. We'll make five picks. If anything changes, obviously you can switch over who you feel uh, to somebody else. Um, Z, you're leading this off. Uh, I have Alistair Black, Velveteen Dream, Ricochet, Lars Sullivan, and Drew McIntyre. All right. I have Adam Cole, Drew McIntyre, Big Cass, um, let's see. Right? I know. But it's because I'm dumb. Goldberg. What? Goldberg. You think I, I was gonna pick Goldberg for one of my guest appearances? Really? Money. <laughs> this is what they're going overseas to make money. Why not? Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, Adam Cole, Drew McIntyre, Big Cass, and um. Our truth. <laughs> Just reaching. <laughs> oh, he'll be there. That's I, not- I know. <laughs> Solid no pick. Uh, I'd like to pick the boogeyman for a thousand Alex. <laughs> uh, no, not at all. And then, um, was Chad Gable announced for it? Yeah, yeah. he was. All right. And Mojo was announced. Yes. Um, Aiden English wasn't, though. Yeah, but he's with Rusev. No, he's not. Oh, he's not. Aiden English. Oh, yeah. I'm changing that one, too. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to take Ricochet off of there. So Adam Cole, Drew McIntyre, Big Cass, R-Truth, and Aiden English. And you're taking Ricochet? He's Ricochet? He's pretty tan for an Irish guy. Uh, (laughs) No? No? Anyone? I got it. Okay. Rick O'Shea. You're funny sometimes. Sorry. Okay, Joe. I wish Smitty was here. (laughs) Okay, I got uh, Big Cass, Alistair Black, Drew McIntyre, Kurt Hawkins, and Aiden English. All right. Peace. We're going to take a break. 
Uh, when we come back, Joe and I will talk a little bit more about all the fun wrestling stuff for the last two weeks. Um, we'll talk more about this uh, greatest Royal Rumble that is coming up because, look, man, we have to. Not because we want to. It's for you. We do this for all of the people that are listening because we love y'all. You know, it's what, it's what we do. If we don't do it for you, then who in the shit are we doing it for? Do you know, Z? Do you know who we're doing it for? I did it for the people. I did it for the rock. <laughs> we'll be right back. I'm wearing fatty. We'll be right back. I don't even understand how they didn't understand. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. We are here. It's me and Joe. Z had to go uh, fix Orlando Christopher's deportation papers. Uh, what we're basically just going to get into is uh, a little bit about the um, build for the Greatest Royal Rumble. How obviously because it's in Saudi Arabia, it's wherever you live is a completely brand new, different type of time. Uh, it's more than likely, um, you know, like I said, on the at West Coast in California, it is a, starts at nine a.m. Here in the Midwest, it's a twelve noon time start time which is crazy especially with as long as this thing uh seems like it could go uh with a 50-man royal rumble you know um but you know it's i think for it being a kind of thrown together event like not really much was talked about with this other than oh there's gonna be a 50-man royal rumble you know for it kind of being thrown together together post WrestleMania, it seems like a pretty decent card. What do you think, Joe? Oh, dude, <laughs> this is a stacked card. This might be a better card than Mania, dude. I mean, uh, this Rumble is going to be exciting. Uh, surprise factor alone, we already went down how short the actual announce list is. I mean, and for what is announced, you've got some pretty cool entrance. I mean, you got Chris Jericho and you got Rey Mysterio right there. Yeah, the Rey Mysterio one caught me when yeah, you said it. I didn't know. I didn't realize. I didn't know that until I read it. That that's the first I heard of it was live on this show. So <laughs> that's actually pretty cool, you know. I mean, and Z made a good point er, uh, earlier. I mean, there's so much potential, and that's that's always the funnest thing about Royal Rumbles is the surprises. I mean, Z's right. You could see a Goldberg in that thing, or you know, I mean, you could see someone that already wrestled earlier in the night, like an AJ or a Roman or something. You know what I mean? Right. So the possibilities for holy shit moments just in that match alone are endless. Mm-hmm. So, and I mean, the whole time thing, that's kind of fun, actually, if if you can swing it, you know, like, like I work for myself. I, I might actually try to, like, get up super early that day and get done in time and, uh, and, and sit down and watch this thing live just for, like, you know, the kind of the cool factor that goes along with that. Um, cause I don't want to, you know, I don't want to be spoiled on, on Facebook or right. Twitter by all this shit. Yeah. I, might, I know most people won't be able to do that. Um, but for those that can, I think it'll be a fun little thing for them. You know, they were pushing that a lot on commentary. They said, you know, Corey Graves, like if you're on the West coast, you could wake up, you can start your day with the greatest Royal Rumble. I mean, you know? that would think about it as a wrestling fan. If you could swing it around work and or school or whatever, that would be kind of fun, you know? 
I'll be happy because I got something to watch while I'm cutting fruit at work. So I'll be at work there you uh, go. as a bartender. Uh, Fridays are usually really dead days. So this starting at noon, that means I could throw, I'm bringing my iPad and I'll sit right there. I'm usually cutting fruit till about two o'clock because I cut fruit for the entire fucking day. Nice. Um, and I, I just slice it. So I'm just sitting there cutting fruit, watching the, uh, this greatest Royal Rumble pay-per-view. And you're, you're right, man. I'm excited about Cedric Alexander and Kaliso. I think they're going to have a pretty good showing out there. Um, the uh, match that really has gone back and forth is the casket match. So right, you know, it was uh, originally scheduled to be Rusev, and then there was uh, some social media happenings with Rusev and Lana, and Lana saying Rusev she didn't want Rusev to wrestle in the match, and then Chris Jericho stepped in because he was already making the trip anyway, because mm-hmm. he was already a planned entrant for the Greatest Royal Rumble, but then all of a sudden. It changed back to the original plans, and Rusev's in the match again, and now Jericho's back in the Royal Rumble. Yeah, Lana said something about, uh, oh, now I, after much discussion, I've thought about it, and I'll let my husband, uh, my husband can now wrestle in this casket match. <laughs> and uh, obviously, but there's so much behind-the-scenes stuff. I mean, so, I guess if I was married to Lana, I'd let her tell me what to do, right. too. I mean, have you seen her? Yep. I, yeah. So. so the behind-the-scenes stuff with this match is there was, uh, shortly after it was announced and after WrestleMania, um, it, it was kind of said that, Rusev was kind of asking for his release. Um, it was obviously rumors and stuff, and then this match changed, and then shortly after this match changed, everything on Rusev's Twitter swapped, moved all the WWE stuff out. Aiden English made a post on Instagram, and uh, Rusev commented at saying, see you later, brother, or I'll miss you, so on and so forth, which I was like, well, that could also be like superstar shakeup talk and stuff like that. And it was just a whole bunch of deal going back and forth, and it wasn't until the night before the super, the hour before Raw of Superstar Shakeup that it was announced uh, that it was back to Rusev because when the, it started out, they had a promo for it. I was like, way to screw up, Raw. You put Rusev, you know, you put a, you know, an ad with Rusev still taking on The Undertaker and someone counted. I was like, no, an hour ago it switched back. And I was like, what? So I did all kinds of research and yeah. So really, I let's talk a little bit about Rusev. Do you think him and the company went really sour really fast and then just were able to mend fences? Or is this just a really good social media play? I think it's a little of both. I think that, I think, well, obviously, you know, Rusev was being pushed like a monster, you know, all the way up into WrestleMania when he rode the tank in and fought John Cena, but then he lost. And then I think his career has went a little bit sideways since then. I think some things that happened probably put some heat on him, put him in the doghouse. I think when... You know, when Lana was in storyline with Dolph Ziggler, but then on Twitter she announced, her, you know, her her engagement and marriage to Rusev. Mm-hmm. We all know it's a work, and but I, I think that still soured Lana and Rusev in the eyes of the company, or one person in particular, anyway. Right. Yeah. Um, and th- so I think that kind of slowed Rusev down, and the whole Rusev camp, Rusev and Lana. I think Lana not being the greatest wrestler in the ring also slowed her down because uh, she clearly can't compete with the athleticism of the rest of the roster. Mm-hmm. And we all know that Vince doesn't really like like escorts or valets or managers and things like that anymore. So I think that kind of hurt her and Rusev in the eyes of the company. And then the Rusev Day thing, as much as he's over, you know, I think that's almost kind of working against him a bit. I, I, can't, I hate to keep using this term, but in the eyes of the company, because it, it's kind of like I think 
similar to when like Zack Ryder got over on his own on YouTube, mm-hmm. that wasn't with the backing of the company. So it really didn't help him with the company. Same thing. Uh, Rusev has gotten himself over in spite of his booking, not because of what's being pushed for him storyline. He's He's got himself over outside of all that. And I think that's kind of like hurt his his momentum as far as like booking's concerned, you know. So I think it's kind of like all that stuff. Yeah, I, I I could see where he's angry. He he is getting chants everywhere he goes. Oh yeah, definitely. Everywhere he's he's not beef. You know, like there was like uh, there was an ROH show where they were chanting Rusev Day. He's over. I mean, the dude is definitely over. So him not taking the U.S. title, um. You know, it still kind of sucks that he didn't take it because they could have worked it around in the superstar shakeup. I felt like he deserved it at Mania. I feel like there is so much that he has done that it's just I, if I were him, I'd be just as frustrated. If he's ask, if he literally did ask for his release and it's not some bullshit rumor, I could totally see it. You know, do you imagine? Could you imagine the waves? That guy could cause out there in, in Ring of Honor or New Japan or Impact or all of it. I I, I think mean, Rusev is so over. There's another go. guy that could probably take the path of Cody Rhodes and just get like red hot out there on his own. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And make a lot of money outside of WWE. Yeah. So I think that's maybe someone kind of saw that and they kind of reeled him in a little bit, corralled him in, and you know maybe got him to resign or got him to have some more confidence and stay with the company. Who knows? Because that guy could catch serious fire on his own. He has. It's not even an option. I though. mean, I mean, like without WWE is what I mean. Oh yeah. You know. Yeah. Because I mean, that's his real name. Would do they own that? Could he go out there and be Rusev? Uh, I honestly don't know what his real name is. I thought it was. Actually, I think I, I have the roster pulled up. Hang on a second. I'm pulling it up. I'm pulling up his wiki. Page. Yeah. No, I actually have it pulled up. Give me one second here. No, it is not. That's not his real name. <laughs> it is not his real that name. That kind of sucks. Yeah. Uh so his real name is Morislav Barnyeshev. Morislav Barnyeshev. How's that gonna get over? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Figure out a way though. I mean, he could be Roslav. <laughs> it's Ru- it's like Rusev. Roslav Day. Roslav Day. Right. <laughs> he could be Yashev. Yashev Day. Yashev Day. Yashev Day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he could go out as Yashev. He could figure it out, man. Yeah. I'm sure he'd be just fine. Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, Cody can't even use his own fucking last name, for Christ's sakes, and he's what? doing all right. To be fair, he can use his own last name. He can't use the WWE-owned last name. His last name's technically Runnels. Still, <laughs> I know, but freaking wife can use the the Rhodes name, but he can't. Yeah, because she wasn't contracted under as Brandy Rhodes. They did not trademark that one. That was their slip up. So that's why when you can say Cody and Brandy Rhodes, F U WWE, that's a workaround. Um, another huge thing that happened is uh, NXT Takeover had two five star matches from Melter. Uh, he gave the North American title ladder match a five-star match, and he gave the 
Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa match five stars. Now we all put this match, these matches over huge. We were very happy with it. Um, unfortunately, our live shows, uh, something happened with the file, so they couldn't get posted. So no one really heard my, the, everyone else's take on takeover and mania. Um, our takeover post takeover live show, me, Smitty and Z, uh, as well as uh, Kevin and Devin from the Knockouts and Three Counts podcast, put those those two matches over heavy. As a matter of fact, when we were saying what our favorite matches were about that, everyone picked one of those two. You know, it was flip flop of which one was better. I don't remember a time Meltzer gave two matches on a card five stars. Well, I mean, there's never not been an NXT that hasn't outperformed the main roster show the next day. I mean, an NXT takeover. I mean, mm-hmm. um, dude, you could even you could even throw Black and Almas in there with like a a four and a half star. Right. I mean, that was right there too. That card was just to me that night was so much. It was such a better wrestling night than Mania. I mean. It, and it's it's been like that since the incarnation of NXTs. Um, it's surprising to hear Meltzer give a WWE product that high of a rating because we all know that you know he's kind of a New Japan mark and has his issues with WWE. But you know you got to give credit where credit's due, and obviously he's he's doing just that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it's, blows my mind. It, it, it's sure. You're not really getting a uh, um, a spectacle, a showcase. No, it, it's he's. It seems like he's still kind of shying away from the main roster product. You know? Oh, you're talking about Meltzer. I, yeah. Okay. I thought you're. I thought you were referring to like the differences between NX, like Takeover and Mania. Yeah. No, because we've always said it. Takeover is better every time. The wrestling is obviously, you know, there's definitely more spectacle. It's, and there's the two de- types of fans. You know, it's the house show fans, that the of the purest wrestling fans, the fans who love old school. That's why they love NXT. Triple H loves that. He's showing that. Vince loves the spectacle. You know, um, first off, before we go any further, uh, rest in peace to Bruno San Martino. He passed away. In uh, the, the WWE thing that they put out, he said it himself. Like, after he was done wrestling. He saw things changing. And that was even before the Attitude Era. You know, and he was like, I don't want to be a part of this anymore. And it was before even the Attitude, which is so much spectacle and stuff, that he was not uh, happy. Yeah, I mean, he had a very public, very long-lasting falling out with the company and, and Vince McMahon specifically for years and years and years. And it, I mean, I, I already knew. I'm sure you already, we already knew, but... As they they showed on the little uh, segment that they did on Bruno, you know, um, it took uh, Triple H, you know, mm-hmm. reaching out, you know, heavily to Bruno, reassuring him over and over that, you know, the wellness policy was in place and, you know, that the on-screen product has been cleaned up now and it's more of a PC, PG product that's more acceptable uh, acceptable to kids you know, unlike the Attitude Era product, and we all know what that was. Definitely um, not. Right. So, I mean, it took a lot of fence-mending to get Bruno back into the WWE family. Um, I, best for the fans that that happened, though. Yeah, for I sure. Mean, you know, Bruno's a, I mean, he's a very transparent guy. 
even like you said, even be, before the Attitude Era, even when it was like uh, you know still trying to portray a wholesome image, you know he saw behind that. I mean, with you know the whole the steroids during the eighties and stuff, you know the guy that you're marketing to be your big hero uh, to all the kids is you know anyone over the age of twelve knew that the guy was you know gas to the gills, mm-hmm. you know, and, and Bruno's not a guy that appreciates you know things like that. He's He's a clean cut guy from the old country, you know. He's just not going to go for shenanigans like that, you know, if you say so. Yeah, it's it's it was something that he definitely got away with. He he got away from the WWE product and even in the special Triple H was like, you know, I said he was like, "Have you watched the product recently?" and Bruno said, "No." And he goes, "Well, watch it." You know, not like that, but I mean, he's like, you know, before you continue to make the same judgment, see what it looks like now. And Bruno said that it changed. But that being said, again, it's still Vince's product and it was still the entertainment and stuff. And that's what, you know, uh, WrestleMania is at WrestleMania is the spectacle takeover is your wrestling show. So that's also why it blew my mind that ROH even went up against takeover because it's such a beloved product, you know? Well. You know, ROH has been doing that Supercard show, you know, that weekend for years. Agreed. You, you know, before TakeOver, NXT was even a thing. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I mean, so they were already there, you know. So, if you're ROH, you know, it's kind of like six and one half dozen the other. That that's Your, your show is going to be that weekend every year, too. That's just how mm-hmm. your schedule is. That's, you know... You've kind of built your business around that too, as a lot of other smaller companies have built that weekend around WrestleMania, you know. But like I said, they built that before NXT, so now, you know, they could have went on Fridays before because uh, the Hall of Fame was on Saturday, mm-hmm. you know. So now they're on Saturdays, the Hall of Fame's on Friday. So who do they go up against? You know, who do they go? Against the Hall of Fame or NXT, I'd go against you know, the Hall of Fame easily. So you you think they should switch to Fridays? Yeah, maybe they will. You know, I mean, think about it. What, no matter it, you know, no matter what the fuck they do, they need to up their fucking tech game, dude. Yeah, that fucking app, whatever. Uh, but so yeah, what would you what would you miss first? Would you miss the Hall of Fame or NXT Takeover for ROH? Yeah, that's a good question. I probably missed the Hall of Fame first because yeah. you can always go back and watch that. Yeah, there's no spoilers that you got to worry about. It's like these are matches, right? You know, I'm gonna know who's gonna win a championship. I'm gonna know if somebody lost. I'm gonna know if there's a great fucking match. Hall of Fame is like, oh, I just have to go back in speeches, and somebody on the internet can definitely spoil for me who I need to fucking fast forward because, god damn it, hillbilly Jim, you fucking ranted. Anyway, it's all about opportunity. <laughs> ah, shit. Opportunity. Sorry. <laughs> we heard enough of that that day. We need it. Right. Don't need to hear um, anymore. So back to the five-star matches. Do you feel that they deserved those five stars? Or do you feel like um, at least it's it's just Meltzer finally coming around to the product? Maybe he'll fucking pay more attention to the main roster now. Hell, I don't know, man. I mean, I'm not, I'm not a star rating guy. I mean, the matches were excellent. Um, the Omega Okada match, all of them were excellent. What was it? Five stars? Was it six stars? I don't fucking know. I mean, how do you, it's all subjective, right? At the end of the day, I want to be 
entertained by a great match and be able to go back and watch it and and have you know very little to nitpick about mm-hmm. you know don't give me a lot of stuff to pick apart work your ass off entertain me and, and to me if it goes down as an instant classic like that then yeah I guess you call it a five star I especially the Gargano Champa match we you know we never did talk about this uh right after it happened but Champa's fucking entrance dude the heat so good. I mean, that's like heat from the seventies and eighties, like that real heels got when people thought this shit was still real. Yeah. So for him to get, I mean, the crowd was <laughs> chanting "fuck you, Chomp." I mean, they were seriously yeah. disliking this guy. It's almost impossible to get heat like that in this. You know, kayfabe is dead. Everything's on social media day and age. The fact that he was able to do that, that is impressive as fuck before the match, before the bell even rings. Mm-hmm. And then what they delivered after that and that amazing finish, you know, that was that's a match of the year contender. I do not agree that the ladder match should have been five stars. If we're go- if we're being honest here. Uh, or even going into the rating system. I thought the ladder match was a great fucking match. Oh, for sure. I'm not saying it was a bad match, but I'm saying when I hear Hell a five-star match... Hell, the way fucking uh, kick open off. the show, my God. If if we're talking five-star is your perfection, right? Is just exactly what, exactly what you want to see in a match, start to finish, not much... Sure, there's always going to be nitpicking. There's going to be little mess-ups here or there. Um, but I thought that Gargano-Champa match was... Perfection, instant classic, match of the year candidate. I wouldn't have considered that ladder match to be a match of the year candidate. I think it was good, really good. If I ha- if I was, and again, like we've always said, this is all opinion. It's all one dude's fucking opinion. Um, but if I was giving Gargano and Champa five stars, I would have given four seven five to the ladder match, just for the simple fact that while they were both good, that ladder match I didn't think was as good. And barely as good. Maybe I would even oh, four point nine if I wanted to be fucking stupid. You know what would you give Almas and Black? Almas and Almas and oh the uh, match right before that I would have four or five something like that. It was again really good match. You know um, that that card top to bottom was really good. I you know I know Orlando said he wasn't a fan of how the finish for the women's match was because it just kind of ended abruptly, but. To me, that was the point. It was like the, the women's match. Not to sound cliche, because I thought the the women's match the next night was maybe the match of the card on Mania, but the women's match on on Takeover was that was the low point of the card for me anyway. And, and I didn't even, and that's saying a lot. Seeing as the low point of the card was a really really good match, you know, I liked the way it ended because it just it just it had to stop because Ember died. <laughs> you know, like it's it's like, well, you, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's logical to what they're trying to do with Baszler. They're pushing her as a monster. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's a logical finish. So I would not have given the ladder match a full five stars if we're go- if, my personal opinion, but it would have been as close as I can give to it without giving it, you know, and that's just again, if we're going with the five star is the pinnacle of 
wrestling what we love. Well, hell, Meltzer changed the game. Six stars is now the pinnacle. Uh, six and a quarter stars. Remember, number <laughs> two, go, that's right. number that's two right. got that's the right. six and a quarter. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> um, on Raw this week, Brock Lesnar came out and Paul Heyman cut a promo and then Roman Reigns came out for the first time facing Brock Lesnar since Mania, since he busted him open the hard way and said two lines like, oh, yeah, well, yeah, it's coming. If we got a fight, that's coming home to me. It it was like everything that Roman Reigns has ever done to build himself back up promo wise just took a huge fucking shit right there. Why would you not be mad about what happened at Mania? Why would you not be mad about, you know, like, why is your only fucking response that? I don't know, because that's what they told him to say. But okay, so from creative point of view, why is that it? Why would that make it? Why would anyone go? (laughs) <laughs> you know what? You should just be the the quiet person, dude. That never says anything. We there's we could question creative till we're blue in the face on 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 millions of different calls that they've made. This is just one of many. Uh, you know, who knows? I don't know. But it, but it did it, for me. It killed it. Anything that could have possibly like any possible build that was going into the universal title match at the Greatest Royal Rumble, I, I didn't give a fuck anymore. I didn't give a fuck about this match going into Mania, and now they're doing it again, and I still don't give a fuck. But it's in a steel cage. So what? It's like the, what <laughs> you know? exactly what the cast prom, the big cast promo did for him on SmackDown this week is the, the, the exact opposite. opposite. That this Roman yeah. Reigns, Brock Lesnar, like it didn't do anything for me. You know, it, it killed any type of small, slight momentum that was going into it. I liked when Paul was talking. Yeah, it was great. But uh, you know. Brock Lesnar doesn't gloat. Brock Lesnar <laughs> conquers. I will come out here and gloat all night. But Paul Heyman <laughs> yeah, gloats. That was, <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, yeah, it, again, but it's, you know, it's it's funny. A little while back, I was talking about how I'm just kind of over Heyman. Like, I thought he was starting to become the same tool. That's all he was doing is blah, you know. Uh, the same it's him. It's the same fucking promo, so on and so forth. Um, but since the mania promos came in, I thought, man, my god, this man stepped his game up. I agree. I agree with that. A hundred. Everything you just said. I thought, and maybe it wasn't Heyman that I was getting tired of. It might have been Lesnar and just Heyman by guilty by association. You know, because how much can he keep saying the same thing over and over again? But then again, he's Paul Heyman, and he finds a way to keep saying the same thing over and over again and make it interesting. All the time. Every fucking time. And that's, the, you know, that's, I guess, the art of a great orator. Um, final thing I want to discuss before we uh, sign off from here is Ronda fucking Rousey. That move she put. On uh, it's basically it's the same Mickey throw James? she gave. Uh, yeah, but it's just. Oh, you're so, talking about Mickey James? Yeah. You're talking about? Uh, oh yeah, yeah, Mickey James okay. this week. Okay, okay, okay. not uh, Sonya Deville. Yeah, yeah, the to- the like the hip toss type thing to get the her into throw. the arm bar. That's basically the same throw she put on Triple H at Mania a few years ago. Right, but if you're and looking at it, she is you, so crisp. She is so good. Did you it, see like uh, a few years ago, uh, like the little YouTube clip where uh, I don't know where she was. She was in the gym with some guy. And the guy was like, you know, basically, you're a chick. I know you're a badass chick, but I think any guy could take you. 
And uh, she hit him with that very move. And the guy was like, uh, I think you just broke my ribs. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, for a shoot, you know? Nice. And uh, so, yeah, yeah, she's she's good at that move. So this move is so quick, so crisp, so crisp, so clean. What she did at Mania, the two times that she's come out on Raw since, granted, I, I want to see another match with her to get a full rundown, but it seems like she's good to fucking go, man. It seems it seems like off of the little that we have seen, and again, granted, you put her in a one on one match, which doesn't look like what's going to happen. It's going to be another mixed. It's going to be a tag match. It's going to be her and Natty versus Alexa Bliss and Mickey James, possibly at Backlash, something like that. If not, I don't know. You know, because who else was on their team? It was. Uh... Oh yeah, the Riot Squad was there. So maybe maybe Mickey James and Ruby Riot versus. Rhonda and Natty, whatever. Um, but a possible tag match, so it's still not a full one-on-one match. There's still more time to train her and everything. But it seems like WWE did everything right with her. And it is going to be the smartest decision they've ever made. What do you think? Well, I don't think it's all on them. I think a lot of it's on her, too. I think she has over-delivered. She impressed the hell out of me at Mania. I mean, I I was almost kind of, like, worried about, like, being embarrassed for her as a fan, mm-hmm. you know? And we know that she doesn't take ve- uh, failure very well. So I was kind of worried for her, you know, as worried as a fan can be. Right, yeah. You know, it's not like I know her personally, but I was kind of worried for her as a fan in that aspect. Because if, like, Mania didn't go well for her, that could have been, you know... That could have been the you know the start and end to her very short wrestling career, mm-hmm. but so I don't think it's all on WWE. I, I I think Triple H and Steph did everything they could to massage this situation as best as possible for both sides. But at the end of the day, it's her putting the training in, it's her working on the microphone, it's her working in the ring. So I'm 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 giving her most of the credit on this one. Um. Again, yes, I think that she has a large part to play in it, you know, so that would be most of the credit as well. But WWE definitely put her in a training system with Byron Kendrick that is paying off dividends. Kendrick's an awesome trainer. Fuck yeah. Uh, They put her, her first match was a match that paid off well in dividends. You know, it's, it's like they're making, like, all the decisions that they made to build Braun towards the end when they started having him lose, it's like, what are you doing, man? Like, you guys are fucking up here. Why would you do this? You're, tra- you're building him as a monster, and then now you're fucking giving yeah. it, you know? But to start off with, they have made every decision right, and we can't... Look, we, we shit on WWE a lot. We shit on them just a second ago for the Roman Reigns stuff, you know? But this is a situation where I, at this moment, on both sides, WWE and Ronda, have nothing negative to say about this. No, I mean, I thought it at Mania. I I mean, it, I almost thought it was could have been match of the night. Yeah, I mean, Oscar and Charlotte was probably the better technical display. Well, not probably it was. Yeah, the better technical display, the best wrestled match of the night. But just for like holy shit moments and surprise and entertainment value. Dude, that tag that mixed tag match was fucking awesome, mm-hmm. you know. And I, 
I expected nothing. I expected less than nothing from that. You know, I expected Kurt and Triple H to carry that match and hide the weaknesses of Ronda and Steph. And that's not what happened at all. No. So, yeah, I think that her venture, her transition from MMA to pro wrestling, sports entertainment, uh, <laughs> has has been a success. And she's got, she's got an... There, there is no glass ceiling for her. She's got an unlimited ceiling. I think uh, it's eventually going to lead to her versus Asuka at Mania, her versus Charlotte, something like that. You know, she's eventually going to be a woman's champion. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Charlotte beat the streak, dude, it seemed like the only person who's left the tester now is Ronda. Yeah, and you that's, know? you know, that's you could very, you know, it could be... Ronda and Asuka in next year's meeting, Ronda and Charlotte, maybe a three way. I mean, it's Ew. gonna it's gonna lead to it's gonna lead. Hey, 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 <laughs> hey baby! I pay to see that on pay per view. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, it's it's gonna lead there eventually. <laughs> nice little PPV. <laughs> she's gonna she's gonna get that title eventually. Oh, easily, easily, one hundred percent. Um, that's it for us, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we made our pro wrestling scorecards picks for the greatest Royal Rumble. Make sure you check out Pro Wrestling Scorecards. It's at PW Scorecards, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can also check us out on all of our social media, just at BDRCast, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Snappity Chatties, all that fun stuff. Um, make sure you guys are subscribed to us on our podcast, uh, iTunes, any other podcast uh, platform that you use, you can find us. Obviously, just search Breaking Down the Ring, our YouTube Breaking Down the Ring. Uh, we're going to have punishments after this Friday. And man, am I hoping someone else fucks up and doesn't fucking put their card in. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, I was ready. I still am willing and ready to take this waxing. Uh, want to wax that ass. Right. Uh, the, I guess the only thing I have to stay away from is this fucking tattoo right now for the waxing. But tattoos there, man. It ain't going nowhere now. Oh, yeah, what's suck. Fuck, fuckity, fuck, fuck. There's no hair there. Can't be any hair. Um, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. Really appreciate it. You can listen to us live every Wednesday night, 9.15 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, the Motor City Comic Con is coming up next month in May. We'll be doing some live shows and stuff from that as well. So if you're in the Metro Detroit area, you want to come see us, you want to get uh, no autograph signed, but you want to laugh at us as we're doing our show, that's totally fine. Uh, Motor City Comic Con is May 17th, 18th, and 19th. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, we're there the 18th and 19th. More final stuff on that, of course. Last year, we met Lita. She signed a pro wrestling scorecard, man, for Backlash. So, hey, it's that time again. Thank you again so much for listening. We are your ring crew. Uh, your former and next BDR champ, Armbar Joe. Oh, that's right. That's right. I mean, look, man, you are leading the points right now. I, I know it. You know? I know it. Especially if Orlando doesn't I'm, come through I'm with a card. I'm feeling penisy over here. <laughs> cocky. Feeling cocky. <laughs> for Smitty, for Z, for Orlando, I am the Almighty One. Thank you again so much for listening, and we are out.